I have the unenviable 145 workshop slot. So I, uh, if, if the heads begin to nod a little bit, I'll be sympathetic and we'll all get through it together, huh? <laughs> Thank you, sweetie, appreciate that. We, um, we are gonna pick up the identity discussion tomorrow morning. And this workshop is gonna be kind of about something altogether different. Um, what I wanna talk about for this workshop is partnering with God's presence. And I think this is something that is just so critical for us vineyard folk because this is like a key element of the deposit that God has put in us as a people. Um, something that uh, John instilled early in the movement, something that uh, we consider a key practice is learning how to do what we see the Father doing. And um, a lot of what I do is kind of practical training on how to do that. And what I've experienced is, though it seems mysterious, uh, strange, odd, confusing, or whatever, uh, to all of us as we start, uh, in time it can be something that we can learn how to do. And so uh, what I want to do is I want to give a bit of a, a backdrop just for how do we think about what we're going to be practicing, and then we're going to take some time and practice it. Uh, it's not, it's not going to help if I talk for an hour on how to recognize God's presence if I don't just show you. So we're going to kind of uh, do a little bit of tell and a little bit of show, and it'll be good. So, um, you know, a big part of my journey was stepping into the things of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I actually was raised in the church, more or less. My dad worked for a denominational office from the time before I was born until he retired like a year ago. And so I was in the church from about three weeks old on up. Um, and so I was very, very familiar with church, but the, the, the kind of strain of church that I was raised in did not have much in terms of the, the theology and the practice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we loved Jesus. Jesus was amazing. Big fan of him. The Father, awesome. Who's that Holy Spirit guy? I, I feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure if he's a spirit, a ghost, whatever's going on. I don't, I don't like it. And so for me, coming into the vineyard as a movement, encountering all of this Holy Spirit stuff felt very mysterious. Um, at first, I was quite off-put. I said, I don't know what this is. I don't think I like this. And God had kind of had to bring me through a journey of, of uh, becoming a little more open to that than I was at first. Uh, but for a long, long time, it, it was difficult for me to understand, okay, like, how is all of this stuff that we're doing, like, linked to this? Like, how do those two fit together? And if they don't, like, I'm kind of uncomfortable <laughs> because I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be the core. So I, I need these two to kind of be in congruence. And um, I think, you know, there's, there's, there can be a bit of a, an, an attitude. I, maybe this is a U.S. thing. You guys are probably better than us here. But there can kind of be a bit of an attitude when it comes to the things of the Spirit that's sort of like, dude, just check your brain and go with it. Like, don't ask questions and, or whatever. And, and, and that didn't work for me. And so what I want to do is I want to I unpack a, a bit about how to think about this and why the ministry of the Spirit is the way that it is. And then we're going to practice it and we're going to do it. Can we do that today? Does that sound good? More or less? Good-ish? Something like that? Okay. Cool. So, you know, 
we're kingdom people. I'm, not, I'm just going to kind of take that as a given. This is a vineyard conference. We are into the message of the kingdom and the ministry of the kingdom. We think that was Jesus' like core bottom line, and we believe that that's the message and the ministry that he passed on to the church that we're to continue to this day. So we are kingdom people. We want to see the kingdom of God break in, and we want to see uh, you know, the, the future break into the present and, and re, rename the, or rework the world. So, okay, let's start with that. If we want to do this kingdom stuff, what does that actually look like? Like, it's great to say we want to see the kingdom break in. How does that happen? Because just by saying, oh, the, the kingdom's going to break in. I didn't see anything happen. Okay, so there's, there's got to be something happening behind this. And so how does it work? Like, what, what, what is happening here? Well, I want to go to Matthew 12 and just grab a quick passage. I'm, I'm going to hit a bunch of scriptures. And once again, I am uh, not great at getting scriptures in on time because I just have to fit things to how they're going in the moment. So apologize. I will just kind of... Uh, give you the passages we can read them together. So this is Matthew 12, uh, verse 26 through, uh, we'll probably go through through 28. And um, this is one of the few passages, here's what I want to point out before we read it. This is one of the few passages in scripture where Jesus doesn't talk about the kingdom in terms of uh, its approach. He talks about the kingdom in terms of it has happened. Most of the time, he's kind of like, the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom is near, you know, the kingdom is among you, and there's this kind of this idea that, like, the kingdom, it's, it's like, it's just right there, like, we can, we, can, we can access it. But this is one of the few times where he says, this is how you know the kingdom happened. And so because of that, I think it's a very helpful verse. And so, you know, this is a time he's driven out a demon, the Pharisees are upset, and they're like, you're casting out demons by an even bigger demon. And so he says, you know, if Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself, how could his kingdom stand? Guys, that doesn't make any sense. And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, who will your sons cast them out by? You know, this is ridiculous. You guys are being silly, right? Then we come to verse 28. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons then the kingdom of God has come upon you. It has happened. The kingdom has happened. How do we know the kingdom has happened? Because the activity of the Holy Spirit resulted in a demon being cast out. When it comes to doing kingdom ministry, one of the things that's important for us is to understand the what's of the kingdom and the how of the kingdom. When the kingdom comes, there are a number of what's that happen, a number of different things that, that result. There's, there's salvation, there's healing, there is uh, justice, or there's injustice, there's care for the poor. Um, there's there's all, kinds of, all kinds of ripple effects of the kingdom that happen individually, that happen societally, at all kinds of different levels. And so when the kingdom comes, it results in a bunch of different kinds of what's. But the how of the kingdom is always the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that causes all these different things to happen. And that's actually quite important because it's not obvious that some, for some of those kingdom what's that we actually need the Holy Spirit to do that. For example, if you think about it, it's not immediately obvious that to care for the poor effectively that you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Why can't we just like shuffle resources? Why can't we just do that? 
Well, because the problem is actually not first and foremost physical. It's actually first and foremost spiritual that's manifesting as a you know, kind of disparity between resources. And so the how of the kingdom is always the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the kingdom breaking into the present. And so if we want to be kingdom people, then we have to learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit as he does his job, which is to land the kingdom in, in our world. And so you kind of have to take them both together. Either we're kingdom people that are learning how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, or we're not, and we're trying to do it in our own strength. And that's not going to work very well. So, <clears throat> all right, if we want to do the kingdom, then we got to learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Now, how does that work? <laughs> and what is that about? Well, classic vineyard verse, John 5, 19, Jesus says when he's confronted by the Pharisees, look guys, I can't do this solo. I can only do what I'm seeing the Father doing, okay? Jesus, if you think about it, this is crazy. Jesus is saying, I don't have the capability to do this. And it's so important that we understand that. Jesus' healing did not flow out of his divinity. It flowed out of humanity in cooperation with God. If Jesus' healing flowed out of his divinity, then we should like applaud him but we should applaud him from afar because we're not God and he's God. But if he healed as a human being in cooperation with God, then that means he can be a model for us. It means, well, he was a human cooperating with God. I'm a human. Oh, I wonder if I can cooperate with God. And he pours out the same Holy Spirit on us that fell on him when he was baptized. And so the, 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 what we're looking for is that same dynamic of partnership, partnering with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Now, I know all of this is like classic vineyard stuff, right? Through and through. You guys are like, yeah, yeah, buddy, I'm really falling asleep now. I know all this. Good, 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 good. So we want to learn how to partner with God. Now, here is where I want to begin to dive into some stuff that might be a little different that you might not have heard. So if that's the case, then my next question is this. Now you can see, I was trained as a scientist before I became a, uh, a pastor. And so I'm, I'm thinking like a scientist. I'm asking critical questions. Okay, I want to be a kingdom person. That means i got to learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Great. Okay, if I cooperate with the Holy Spirit, then I can expect to see and do some of the same stuff Jesus did. Check. Cool. I'm with you. How does that work? How do I actually see and cooperate with the Holy Spirit? I want to go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1 is probably outside the resurrection of Jesus, the most extremely uh, supernatural chapter in the Bible, right? I mean, we're talking about God creating the world. This is power on display here. God's power is happening in Genesis 1. And unfortunately, I feel like the way that a lot of times Genesis gets taught isn't necessarily quite accurate. If I've heard one sermon, I've heard a thousand of them that talk about how God spoke the world into being, as if, like, he said, let there be light, and blah, like, light fell out of his mouth. And that's actually not the entire story. And when we simplify it to that, we miss something that's critically important about how the Holy Spirit releases God's power. And so let's start with the very first verses of the Bible. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. 
So a couple of things in here that are important. Number one, the picture starts like this. It doesn't start with nothingness, actually. What it starts with is a chaotic, unstructured mess. The heavens and the earth are already in the picture. He created them already. But they're described as uh, void, dark, without form, you know, waters, which is kind of a symbol of chaos in, in the Old Testament. And so we have the idea that there's stuff there, it's just not what it should be. It's chaotic, it's disorganized, it's messy. And so Genesis 1 is actually a story of God bringing order to chaos as much as it is a story of the creation of things. Now, notice verse 2. Everything that happens after verse 2 happens in the context of the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is actually the first one that we see on the scene acting in creation. We've got creation. It's messy, it's unstructured, it's ugly, it's whatever, right? And the Holy Spirit begins to hover over the waters, over the chaos, over the darkness. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So if we're, if we're following the picture that's being painted through, it's not just that God says, let there be light, and the declaration creates light. It's that God says, let there be light into a context that already involves the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. In other words, what we see here is we see God's word and his spirit coming together. And it's when his word and his spirit come together that it unleashes creative power. I know this might be a bit of a shift on the way that we think about this, but this is actually supremely important. Because what this is doing is this is setting up in the very first verses of the Bible a pattern that if you have the eyes to see it, you will see over and over and over and over and over again in the scriptures. And that pattern is this. God's design is released as his word spoken into the hovering spirit come together. For the sake of time, we'll skip through, just jump right over the Old Testament, although we could sample examples of that in the Old Testament. Let's look at this. Jesus shows up on the scene. The Word becomes flesh. The Word becomes one of us. Doesn't do anything miraculous, really, for 30 years. Until he gets baptized by his cousin, comes up out of the water, and lo and behold, what comes and rests upon him? The hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. Word, hovering presence of the Holy Spirit together. And all of a sudden, Jesus has a miraculous ministry. What's happening? Same exact pattern. The Word and the Spirit together is what releases power. Okay, so <clears throat> Jesus is doing ministry and he's you know, mobilizing disciples and he does all of that. And then he dies and he resurrects, right? And as we talked about this morning, it has massive implications for us. One of those implications is that his word goes somewhere. His word now dwells within our hearts, doesn't it? By faith. Jesus, the word, now lives inside. And so the, the formula, the equation for releasing God's power, half of it lives in you. The other half gets poured out on all flesh on the day of Pentecost. 
So what that means is, if we want to be people who are understanding how to cooperate with God to release the kingdom, here's our task. We have been given the word who dwells in our hearts through faith. Through faith. That's actually an important little nuance. <clears throat> we live in a world where everything is a target, and the Holy Spirit can be poured out anywhere on anyone at any time. All flesh. Everything's fair game. As we walk through our lives, as we go through our days, there will be times when we can begin to perceive, oh, the Holy Spirit's starting to hover over the chaos in that person's life. It's not the physical chaos that we see happening in Genesis, although it may be physical chaos in their body, brokenness. It might be chaos in their marriage. It might be chaos in their finances. It might be chaos in their parenting, their workplace, whatever it is. But the Holy Spirit begins to start hovering over the darkness and chaos in their life. And we actually have the opportunity to speak the word through faith. And when we speak the word through faith, you know what happens? The hovering presence of the Holy Spirit and the word come together and things are catalyzed. This has actually been God's like plan from the beginning. He loves to use humanity to release his rule here on the like earthly created order. And so if we want to learn how to do this stuff, here's the operative thing we got to learn to do. There's a couple of things. This is the hard one. Learning to recognize that hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be hovering there all day. But if the word doesn't come because you don't recognize it, ain't nothing happening. We have half the, the equation, so to speak. So we've got to learn, number one, how to recognize that hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. How to do what we see the Father doing. And if we can't see the Father doing it, like I said, it's, it's not going to happen. The other side is you have to learn to speak the words through faith. And this is something that, that I have to work with people all the time because, and, and I started here too because I was, I was Baptist. But, but when, when I say, hey, you know what? Pray for that person. Just say, come Holy Spirit. That'll be good enough. And someone walks over and they go, come Holy Spirit. That's not prayer with faith. Right? Now I understand it can be a little like uncomfortable and intimidating to pray and be like, Holy Spirit, fall on them or whatever. Right? But if you're not saying it as if something's going to happen, nothing's going to happen. So we learn to discern the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. We learn to add our words in faith. Okay. Let me give you an example of that in the scriptures. Just so you can see, I'm not like making this up. We have to fly through it real fast because we only have an hour. But you should be asking, hold on. If that's right, that should be in the Bible. And A plus if that's what you're saying in your mind. All right. Acts 14, Paul is doing his Paul thing. He's traveling throughout the world, he's preaching, he's planting churches, he's doing all that stuff. And we come to this interesting uh, example in Acts 14, verse 8. Now, I want you to read this with what I just told you in mind about the Word and the Spirit coming together, the dynamic of ministry. Now, at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him and seeing he had faith to be made well. Now, interesting, like, the words in the Bible are not wasted, 
right? Like, like Luke could have been like, and Paul healed him. He didn't say that. Luke specifically says, in the middle of preaching, Paul goes, oh, and recognizes something visually. I see something. What did he see? Well, he actually saw the faith to be made well. Now, let's step back a little bit. Let's think about this. Paul is planting a church on an island for the first time. So by definition, there are no Christians, right? There can't be. Where did where they come from? <laughs> He's the, right? There's no Christians there. So when he looks out and sees that guy has the faith to be made well, where does that faith come from if he's not a Christian? Answer, a gift of faith. A gift of faith. One of the gifts of the Spirit. So he's looking out and he registers the Holy Spirit's doing something right there. So, seeing he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, adding the other part of the equation, stand upright on your feet, and he sprang up and began walking. What's happening? Paul, in the middle of his sermon, gets interrupted by the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. He adds his word. Boom. Power's released. If you go back and you reread the stories of the scriptures, you will find little clues like that pointing to this all over the place. Go to, go to Acts 3, Peter and John in the gate. This is they walk through and they stop and they look at the guy and they say, look at us. There's a perceiving happening in this moment. And he says, what I do have, I give to you. Get up and walk. And the guy gets up and walks. So if we can learn to perceive the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit... We can learn to add words with faith. Now, a couple of things. Number one, that is a learnable skill, perceiving the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. I wish that I wish that I wish someone would have told me that when I first got started. Because with all of this Holy Spirit stuff, it's so easy to be like, well, you know, you had some magic dust sprinkled on you when you were born again, and you got the juice, but I don't have it. And a lot of ways, a lot of us think that in some version, you know, maybe you would say you've got a gifting or an office or something, but, but the reality is, is you can learn to see the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. You can learn. It is a skill to practice. We are going to practice it in 10 minutes or less. You can do it. And I have trained thousands of people around the globe to do this. Most of them at first say, I don't think I have that gift. And I say, actually, the one gift you have is the one that matters. He's called the Holy Spirit. You have the gift. If you have God, why are you worried about anything else? It's, like, it's, like, it's such a silly thing to think. Like, okay, so I have God, but I'm worried about my little gift. You don't need a gift. You have God. You have the gift, the Holy Spirit. So we can learn how to do that, but it requires intentionality. It requires practice. Okay. Last point. And then we're going to go ahead and try and do this. Now, um, as, I, as I make my way over here, we're going to go to Mark 4 if you want to read with me. As I make my way over there, here's a, here's a kind of comment I want to make in passing. Some of, uh, some of what I'm trying to do here is prod our thinking a bit to, to realize that when it comes to partnering with the Holy Spirit, when it comes to releasing the kingdom... I'm not sure that it has to feel like we're just throwing dice. That's a lot of what, what, what I see. It's like, well, I'll pray, and I'm just going to kind of like hope that something happens. 
You know, so I'll roll dice. We'll just give it a shot. We'll just see what happens. Now, I'm not, like, perfect at this by any means. Don't think that. But I'm concerned that I don't see Jesus talking that way when he talks about this kind of stuff. Like, for Jesus, it didn't seem like he was like, well, I'll try to heal you. You know, he didn't have that kind of, like, you know, sort of indecision internally. Like, he knew how to do this thing. And so what I'm suggesting is, I think a good part of the time that we feel like we're rolling dice, it's because we're being ignorant of doing it the way that it should be done. If you don't understand that there's, like, mechanics to how these things work, then you're just going to kind of, like, scattershot things, and it will feel and appear and look random. But if you can understand, like, there's actually principles to work with here, and you begin to work with them, what you'll see is your effectiveness starts going way, way, way up. And it stops feeling like I'm throwing dice, and maybe you'll get healed, maybe not. It starts feeling like I know how God does this, and I can flow with him as he does. Does that make sense? Now, I don't know. Maybe you guys are a lot better than that. Maybe just us in the U.S. kind of struggle with that. But if, if we don't, if we're not getting a lot of results, we can learn how to get results, it's not just because it's random, and it's not just because you don't have the random pixie dust. Okay. You guys are doing great. I know. I know. Post-lunch, so hard. Proud of you. We're getting through it together. We're in the trenches. Okay. Last one here. We're going to do Mark 4. In Mark 4, Jesus tells a series of parables about the kingdom. And remember... As good vineyard folk, the kingdom means the rule and reign of God. It doesn't necessarily mean like the church. And unfortunately, when we read these parables, we can at times translate kingdom into church and sort of miss what Jesus is saying. So I'm going to read this, and we're going to not translate it into church and ask what does Jesus mean with the word kingdom as it stands. So Mark 4, starting verse 30. And he, Jesus said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground, bless you, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Now, every time, no, nah, I shouldn't say every time, the majority of times I have heard this passage preached, what has been implied is that what Jesus is talking about is the gradual expansion of the church or of faith or of Christianity or something like that. That, you know, after Jesus dies, the faith is going to start out with this ragtag bunch of 12 disciples, but in time it's going to grow and pervade and spread over the whole earth. Now, that is indeed what has happened and will continue to happen. But when Jesus is using the word kingdom here, he's talking about the dynamic inbreaking rule of God. He's not talking about the church family, the church community. So if we take this as the dynamic inbreaking rule of God, what on earth is Jesus saying here? Here's what Jesus is saying. If you want to learn to cooperate with God to release the kingdom, if you want to see the demons cast out, if you want to see people get up out of wheelchairs, if you want to see, you know, whatever, whatever that thing is, insert in your mind. If you want to see that happen, 
oftentimes that thing starts like a mustard seed really small. This is, this is, this is a bit of a, a challenge for us, right? Because if somebody rolls up to me in a wheelchair, they say, I broke my back in 18 places, I'll never walk again. And so they roll up to me and I start praying for them. And as soon as I lay hands on them, they start going, I'm like, this is it, get up and walk. But if they pray, if they roll up to me and I pray and they go, I'm likely to go, I guess God's not doing it. Go get some coffee or tea, if you will. The kingdom often starts like a mustard seed. Now, has anybody in here ever seen a mustard seed? Probably some of you have. Mustard seed is about the size of a period on a piece of paper. And it's about that color. They're dark. They look like small poppy seeds almost. Imagine this. Imagine you have one of those in your hands, and you dropped it into the dirt. Are you going to even see where that lands? As soon as that thing is off your fingers, you have no idea where it went. In other words, what Jesus is saying here is this. When the kingdom starts landing, it usually looks like a non-event. It usually looks so subtle that you actually have to strain to see it instead of something big and dramatic and obvious right away. But inside that mustard seed is a whole tree, if you'll stick with it. Inside that tiny little sigh is the inbreaking to get that person up out of the wheelchair. Inside the, the slight eyelid flutter is the power that's needed to deliver them from that demon. Inside the small is the big if we have the eyes to see it and to steward it. But that's not going to happen if we go, eh, doesn't look like God's doing it right now. Or even, you know, I guess I'm not good enough at this, whatever version we would, we would play. The big is in the small if we can steward it. But it requires knowing how to see that that's happening and partnering with it. Because each time you partner, what you'll see is you're going to see it grow. You're going to see it multiply. You're going to see it spread. And what I want to do, let's see, what time we got? We got about a half hour? Perfect. What I want to do is spend some time doing that in here. Can we do that? Huh? Never saw, what? What? Yes, you heard it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start uh, kind of giving instructions. I have to sort of lead this hard, if that makes sense, for this to work well. So the first thing I'm going to do, and some of you are going to dislike me for this, I'm going to veto everything behind the back row of all of those chairs back there. So all of you that are back there, you get to come forward. I know, you love me. Yep, yep, yep. So if you're behind the kind of big row there, come on forward. Come on forward. Are there house lights we can bring up a little bit in here so we can, we can see? Trust me. You want to be closer, not further when you do this anyway. All you guys in the back, I'm giving you the best seats, not the worst ones. <laughs> yep, come on forward, come on forward. There's plenty of room up in the front here. That's good. Yeah, that a boy. Just anywhere. Grab it. Yeah, anywhere. That's good. Come on forward. Is 
Is, is that the best we can do with house lights? I'd love to be able to get off the stage if I can, but I don't want to disappear into darkness. <clears throat> so here's, here's what we're going to do. I want to make, make a deal with you guys, okay? Here's the deal. I am going to do my best to put into practice everything that we just talked about there. Learning to see the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. Adding words spoken through faith. Watching the mustard seed grow and multiply. These are all real things. Don't push them off into metaphor land. These are real, concrete, observable things. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best to, to demonstrate and sort of coach our way through that. And here's, here's the deal I want to make with you guys as we do this. So a couple of things. First deal is this. And this is going to be very odd for a vineyard conference, but just roll with me for this, okay? First thing that I want to ask of you is this. Unless I am specifically asking you to help, please don't pray and help me. Okay? Now, I know us charismatics. I know how this works. As soon as we start trying to do some ministry, like half of us are like, you know, and like, hey, like A plus for the passion, okay? Like, I love that. But what I'm trying to do here is create a little learning laboratory. And if you're shundying, you're not going to be paying a lot of attention well. I would actually rather you pay attention, if that makes sense. All right? Now, my, my deal back to you is going to be equally as odd. Once we get started, I'm going to do the best I can to not operate through, like, gifts of revelation. Okay, what I mean by that is this. Everything that we're about to do is going to happen through me using my natural eyes and my natural memory. I'm not going to be seeing a blue angel floating over somebody. Right? I, like, none of that. That is, that is not what's going to happen here. Now, if you're someone who can see a blue angel floating over someone, like, come pray for me. Because I can't. I would love to be able to see blue angels floating over people. But I don't have that happening. And so, for me, I'm using natural eyes and natural memory. And that means you can use natural eyes and natural memory. Now, you have eyes. You're looking at me. I can see all of your pretty eyes. What you might not have yet is memory. Well, in about half an hour, you won't be able to say that anymore. And so after this workshop is done, you're going to actually have all the equipment you need to do what we're about to do here. Deal? So I won't do the spiritual gift thing. You won't pray. We're going to get so unreligious. <laughs> and we're going to see the Holy Spirit show up. And this is going to be awesome. All right? It's going to be good. Okay. Now, hold on here. This is the one part where I'm going to ask God to highlight a couple of people that kind of kick us off. So... All right, gentlemen, you're wearing kind of like a gray T-shirt, and it looks like maybe a suit coat. Yeah, I know, you're horrified. Yeah, it's you, bro. Glasses. Yeah, come on up. Thank you for being voluntold. <laughs> this room's about to get very unsafe, by the way. Um, gal with the lovely red necklace there and the striped white and black, you're, I think you're third row. Yeah, come on up, too. Very good. Gal with the, you kind of got a magenta and like a gray scarf there. Oh no, Lord, that's me. Yep, that's you. <laughs> Sec, you're second in. Yeah, come on, come on up. You, you, yeah, you, there. Come on up. Yeah. 
No, sorry, sorry. What, I think it'll be your turn in time. But yeah, you there, you're in aisle. You're in the aisle. Good job, yeah. All right, just, just kind of like here, line up sort of in front here. This is so good, guys. Like, this is going to be so good. I love this. Jesus, you're amazing. Okay, there's another gal. You just kind of shifted in your seat back and forth there. Yep, it's you. It's you. Yeah, yeah, I see you. Would you come on up? This is so funny. Every time we do this, everyone's like, look down. Look down. <laughs> it's not based on eye contact, guys. <laughs> it's not, that's not what I'm doing here. All right. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, you're maybe like four rows from the back, and you're a dude. You've got hair that looks like mine, but better in black. Um, yeah. Come on up, bro. Awesome. Okay. This is so good. I think this will be perfect to get started. Okay. Now, can you guys see me-ish down here? There's enough light? Okay. Great, 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 great. So you guys kind of scoot in just a little bit and take a step forward. Yeah, here. I'm just going to give you guys a good amount of room. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I know. Isn't it great to be so in front of people? And here, just take one step here. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to point out for all of you the stuff that I'm seeing and what I'm doing as I'm doing this ministry of cooperating with the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit, okay? For you guys, yeah, I know, it's, it's good. Um, here's what I want you guys to do. I, I know it's sort of hard to do this, um, but I want you to do your best to just kind of mentally imagine none of them are there. And don't worry, because the attention won't be just on you guys for a little while. You're sort of like priming the pump, but it's not going to be on you for all that long, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to adopt the vineyard position. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Our palms open, eyes closed. Take a couple of deep breaths just to relax. <sighs> Can't believe the American picked me. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Trust me, the Lord will like double reward you for your <clears throat> faithfulness to come on up here. All right. Now here, look at me. Take the attention off them for just a second, if nothing else, to help them settle. Everybody doing okay? Yeah. Doing me good? All right. Okay. Now, Holy Spirit, we're just asking that you would come, that you would teach us how to do this stuff. Thank you, God, that you want to empower us in this ministry like more than we even want it. And so make this just like an awesome clinic time. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, this is so perfect right here. This is a mustard seed. I want everyone right now to look at this and take a mental snapshot. Most of learning to minister along with God involves ditching the picture that we got from somewhere and taking the picture of the way that God actually does it. So for example, different kind of ministry, prophecy, hearing God's voice, we have to ditch the picture where we think God is talking like this from the corner of the room because that's not what it's like. We have to set that picture aside and allow the picture that God actually speaks from the inside of us, and it comes up through our thoughts and feelings and so forth. This is a picture of the Holy Spirit beginning to fall on people. Now, in time, it'll look a little more demonstrative, right? But this is what I'm talking about when I say, don't ditch the mustard seed. Because a lot of us can see this and go, oh, I don't see much special. Big's in the small. Watch, we'll work with it, it'll grow, it'll multiply, and it's going to be really good. So, 
All right, what am I seeing here um, as I look at this? I'm seeing different things uh, on different people. And this is one of the things you're going to have to learn if you want to learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, to recognize there's not just one thing he does. He does a lot of different things. Um, and so I'm seeing a, a few things here. You can see here there's a little bit of kind of a, a sway or something like this. I'm being a little overdramatic. Some of you that are closer can see it a little easier than further away. Um, there you go. You see that? A little bit like that. Um, now, how do I know that's the Holy Spirit? Well, like I said, mostly memory and experience at this point. But I will say this. There's not too many people I'm just like sitting there having a conversation with, and in the middle of the conversation, they're like... <laughs> you know, like it's not a normal thing. And what happens is when the kingdom of God begins to engage, the first thing that happens is like our bodies start kind of shifting and behaving a little bit abnormally. And so what you want to do is learn to tap in and connect. Okay, where is the normal not happening? Because that's what kingdom is about. Kingdom means life's operating by a different set of rules right now. That's what the kingdom of heaven is happening. Different rules are in play. And so you want to say, okay, where are there different rules happening? Okay, so we got a little bit of a, of a sway there. You guys can see this here, right? It's a little bit, this is much bigger, but it's a small version of this, right? A little bit of a twitch in the hands. Again, it, something that small is what you're looking for. In fact, I'd be happy if I got something a third that big, right? We're looking for super small, super subtle. It's good. Like a gentleman in the middle. You got a little bit of this going on. Again, I'm being very... I'm exaggerating, particularly for those of you in the back of the room, but there's, there's a little bit of a, of a kind of forward back sway that's a little difficult um, to see. Here, you guys see that? Her eyelids are doing this. Now, interesting thing about that, I have tried to have people do that, and you can't on purpose. You can't, actually. What's happening is somehow the Holy Spirit's engaging your nervous system, and there's some kind of autonomic reflex or something like that, and then there's something happening with the eyes. That's super common. The eyelid flutter, like, tune into that. About half of people are going to do that, like, first thing. And what you're looking for is where does that mustard seed hit the soil? If you've got that, you are good to go. It's really good. It's really good. Back here, what I see, this is, this is so good, this is a great example in, in this context. Do you notice how deep his breathing is? Now, being in front of, you know, I don't know, 700 people or so, when you're getting prayed for, you're not likely to be in like a, I'm feeling real relaxed <laughs> kind of situation, right? So what often will happen when you start praying is the engagement will happen as, like, through the breath one way or another. And all of this is like intertwined with scriptural terms. Remember, breath and spirit are literally the same word in Greek. So when you say, come Holy Spirit, and they go, <gasps> like that's not a coincidence, right? And there's, there's, there's more literal than figurative happening there. And so all of these are like wonderful instances of what you might see as you begin to engage with this. Now, I can only do what I see the Father doing. So what might be the kind thing to do would be to go down and pray for each one of them. But that's doing what I'm doing, not what God is doing. So when you have a situation like this, what's the next thing you do? Well, you want to start where you see God working the strongest. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to start here, and I'm just going to simply do this. This is the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit over each one of them. 
This is that hovering presence. So what do I do now? I'm just going to add some words. I'm just going to speak into it. And in this case, because I don't feel like I've got a lot of clarity on exactly what's happening, I'm going to go with a simple prayer, which is more Holy Spirit. Right? Like that, you're here. I see your hovering presence. I don't really see much more than that, but I see that. So we're going to go with that. And so all I'm going to do is I'm going to say more Holy Spirit. More God. Turn it up. Turn it up. Yep. Does power begin to come over you right now? Jesus' name. You see how as I speak words, it turns up a little bit. This, is, this isn't crazy. Nobody's going flying, right? But what's happening is I'm adding words into the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit, and things are being released, right? Now, I, I just can't help it anymore. This is going a little bit quicker than I, than I planned to. Let me do one more here. Look down there. See how it turned up on her, too? But she didn't even pray for her, Right? But we got, it just got close enough, right? Look at it on here. Yeah. More, Holy Spirit. More. There it is. More, God. Turn up. Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. That's good. There it is. I know it's really hard to just kind of stay totally open in front of these people, but keep doing it. Good job. So good. All right? So notice what's happening here. We're actually working with the mustard seed a little bit. We're watching it kind of percolate and grow up. Now, I can't help this anymore. Stand up. And you stand up too. Go ahead. Yeah, you stand up. You guys can't see it from, from this side. She has got tears in her eyes, and she is barely holding them back right now. And I see the same thing with you. What, what happens is when you do what you see God doing, he hops he multiplies. So here's what we're going to do. I want maybe like the four of you to kind of get around her. Maybe four people get hands around her. There. Yep. Go ahead and stand up. Join and pray. This is the point where it becomes interactive and everybody's nervous. Yep. <laughs> That's right. And I want you guys just to do the very same kinds of prayers that you saw me praying. More Holy Spirit. Let your presence come upon them. Yeah, that's it. More Holy Spirit. More honor God. More honor God. All right, now look here. See? Things are turning up here. More, Holy Spirit. There it is. There it is. More, God. Fill them up, God. Fill them up, God. More. More, 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 more. <laughs> yep. There it is. Good. More, more, more. All right, there's a gentleman about the fourth row. You're, you're wearing kind of a yeah maroon. Yeah, would you go ahead and stand up? Yeah. Did anybody see him before he stood up? Some of you guys caught, he's literally in the chair doing this. He's like bouncing. <laughs> it's good. Put your hands out. A couple of you guys gather around him, okay? We're going we're gonna to pray. This is going to start kind of like rippling through the room a little bit more now. Um, also, just you guys know, watch, watch. It's going to be so good. More Holy Spirit. Let power come on him. In Jesus' name. Okay, there's a, there's a gal right there. You've got kind of like amber hair. and Yeah, you, go ahead and stand up. For, he, here's, a, here's kind of a tip. When you're doing this ministry, most people don't know the Holy Spirit is touching them. What most people know is something weird is happening right now, <laughs> right? So when I pointed her out, she's confused. What? 
Me? Why would you do me? Well, I can tell something is happening there. She doesn't know what it is. But when we come along and we say, that's the Holy Spirit, that's a form of speaking your words into the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of times, it's actually a matter of just catching like you, like right now, something's happening with you. Go ahead and stand up right now, right? We, we don't necessarily even recognize what is it. It doesn't matter. We step in and we go. So more honor, Lord. Yeah, there it is. Let the Spirit of God come on you. That's good. And you guys keep praying. Remember, pray out loud, not, not timidly. Paul said in a loud voice, right? There it is. More Holy Spirit. Oh, this is so good. More God. Don't feel left out over there, guys. It's okay. <laughs> you have to do what we see God doing. He'll kind of work his way around the room and, and all of that, and it'll be good. All right. So good. There's somebody back here. I don't know where it is. Oh, she's, she's, is she tipped over already? You can see her. Just stand her up. Facilitate it. You got it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. Get a, get a half a dozen people over there. Like I said, I could tell something was happening there, so go for it. Go for it. Okay, this gal right here, you've got kind of that really cool-looking scarf, maroon scarf. Yeah, go ahead and you stand up. I'm going to move quickly now, so when I stand someone... Get around them and, and pray, and that'll be good. Oh, you with the pink and the navy jackets, blonde hair. Yeah, stand up. Oh, so good. This is amazing. A couple of you gather around and pray. And you have, oh, you have the best smile. And the blue jacket there with the kind of flowery scarf. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. Lord is totally on you right now. A couple of people, yeah, gather around her. Oh, did you guys see that? He just bounced. Did you see that? He bounced. So here's one thing that you'll see happening as you do ministry, sometimes it's like the Lord's here, but if you get close enough, you're going to get sort of caught in the sway. And so when that begins to happen, what you want to do is you say, okay, great. You guys keep praying for her. Let's take two steps back with him and let's get another like four or five people to pray here because now the Lord's doing something here, right? That's so good. Yay. This is fun. Yeah. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Okay, gal with the red scarf right there. Yeah, would you go ahead and stand up? Yeah, Lord is on you right now. Oh, it's good. This is about to get a little bit of a wild room, which is my favorite kind of room to be in. Yeah, more honor, God. Look at that. Look at that. More honor, Holy Spirit. Now look at this. You guys remember our mustard seed? This doesn't look like our mustard seed anymore. We're starting to see, like, power start pouring out, dramatic life change kind of encounters, if that makes sense, which started with an eyelid flutter, right? So we got we to gotta kind of learn to be good with it. Right behind Brittany, there's a gal. Would you turn, stand her up there, sweetie? Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's good. Ah, oh, it's so good. The gal kitty corner behind the one that you're praying for there. Yeah, you. Go ahead and stand up, too. I, I know you were kind of like, oh, I think something's happening, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Okay, go ahead and stand up. Yep, a couple of people pray. Are you guys kind of seeing a little bit of what I'm seeing somewhat? Is this somewhat helpful, at least moderately helpful? Maybe you guys are all experts at this, and this is, this is a waste of your time. I'm enjoying it. So thanks for, thanks for giving me your workshop, you know, so, so I, can, I can enjoy the process. There's somebody over here. Maybe I think it's the blue, blue and the white there. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. And then I think right in front of her as well. Yeah, you stand up, both of you. Yeah, both of you. 
Holy Spirit, more on them. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Watch the gal in the blue. I think the Lord's going to fall on her kind of quick, if that makes sense. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Um, most of the way, is it, is it uh, sweet? We talked in the hallway between sessions, and I'm blanking on your name right now because it's not one that we hear often in the U.S. You know who I'm, would you just go ahead and stand up? She's in the back there literally doing this, like rocking back and forth in her seat. By the way, it's going to be good. Lord, give it to her. Watch her. She's not going to last long, I think. Um, if you want, I'm going to go up here so I can direct better. If you want to learn how to see this stuff well, by the way, here's one of the best things you can do, and I'll give you permission to do it. Watch people worship. If you watch them while they worship, you're going to see some of the same exact things. Because what is it? It's the presence of God beginning to come upon them as they worship. We worship in spirit and truth. So if you want to learn to see what does it look like when the Holy Spirit just begins to engage someone, watch them worship. You'll see so many of the same things. So many of the same things. Uh, your second row there, you kind of a young gal. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. Everybody looks like they're so disappointed. Don't you want to be touched by God? Is it, I thought that was a good thing. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll go with that. Okay, yeah. A couple of people gather around and pray. You guys are doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Are you pointing someone to me? You look like you pointed someone to me. Oh, yeah. Hello, friend. You want to go ahead and stand up? That's good. If you can, can you? Kind of. <laughs> We don't necessarily have to, but it is a little more fun. It's good. You guys get around him quick, because he's not going to be standing long. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Okay, now, here's what we're going to do. We've got a few more minutes. I don't want to go too terribly over. I've been doing a lot of pointing out in the green. You should go. We talked earlier, too. You should go ahead and stand up. And a couple of people gather around and pray there. Um, Many of you, I think, are actually experiencing something physically. I haven't pointed you out, but you're like, something is happening to me right now. Maybe it feels physical, maybe it's kind of more emotional in your heart or whatever, but there's enough Holy Spirit presence in this room that I know many of us are engaged. So here's what I'm going to say. If you're experiencing something in the Holy Spirit right now, just go ahead and stand up. Whether I'm picking you out or not, I know there's many. Good. So good. Okay. Now, everybody else, we need a lot of help. So everybody else, you're drafted in. Just find someone who's standing. If they don't have someone praying for them right in this moment, and this is, this is just what we're going to do. The same thing. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Would you fall on them? God, let your presence, let your power come upon them in Jesus' name. Release the kingdom, God. Release the kingdom, God. In Jesus' name, all across this room. Yeah. That's good, guys. Pray loud. You're doing a good job. All across this room, Jesus. Yep. More, Holy Spirit. That's okay. Let it out. That's the Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Yep. 
Be filled with the Spirit of God right now in Jesus' name. Yep, be filled in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. Some of you guys, the Lord is, I, I just see him like breaking things off of you. You know, kind of like stuff the enemies tried to tack on you, to slow you down, to burden you. And the Lord's just breaking that stuff off in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Some of you guys are experiencing like a, an empowering right now. If you're like shaking, like if your hands are shaking, your body is shaking, that's the power of the Lord coming upon you to empower you for the work of ministry. And I just say, receive it. Let the power of the Lord come in Jesus' name. Let the power of the Lord come upon you. That just like Jesus said, when we've been clothed with power from on high, we're ready to extend the kingdom. Just receive the power of the Lord. Receive the power of the Lord. Let it come upon you. Let it overshadow you from head to toe. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Yes, God. There's some people that have uh, hip issues that the Lord is touching right now. It's like top of your hips, right on top where it kind of meets your back. The Lord is ministering to that right now, I think. Um, there's somebody that has something with a left knee that God is touching presently. And I see God specifically working to break anxiety and depression. So just anxiety and depression right now. We break your hold in Jesus' name and we liberate their minds and hearts. We liberate their minds and hearts. Be freed in the name of Jesus. Be freed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, as you're praying, remember, be, be cognizant of the people around you because the Holy Spirit will begin to hop. Even if you're praying, he'll hop on you, and that's a good thing. Switch gears. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There it is. More. More. Let it come, God. Let it come. More. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. I just released destiny in this room. Destiny. There's a lot of you right now that it's like God's breaking off stuff to liberate you to run into your destiny. Just receive that in Jesus' name. Receive it. I say, you can. You can because he says you can. Receive that in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus, have your way. Have your way, God. Yes, Lord. More, Holy Spirit. More, God. More, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I know this is a, a little bit different than church as normal, perhaps. And that's okay if this feels really weird. Um, can, you can come process with myself or someone else who's kind of in this ministry. This was weird for all of us at the beginning, I promise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our lives, God. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Wow. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Yeah. The kingdom come, God. In the, in the back over there, you guys, the Lord right now is, is birthing a ministry in her in that back row. Yeah, you guys there? Yeah, yeah. Just put, put your hands like on her shoulders right now here. In Jesus' name, we just release that. Receive the ministry that the Lord is imparting right now. Let it come. More. More, 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 God. Give her the full measure of it. I know this is uncomfortable, but the Lord is stretching your spirit right now. He's increasing your spirit's capacity because he's putting something in you. Yep, there it is. Let it come. More. More, 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 God. There it is. Receive it. Yes, God. Yes, God. There it is. Be empowered. All the grace you need. All the power you need in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Is there someone in here who can tell me when I'm supposed to get off the stage? <laughs> I think that time might be coming up. I don't want to dishonor our conference schedule here. I wasn't kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll keep pushing on this as long as they'll give me, but yeah, more Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Can, can you educate me? All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah, we've got, we've got about 10, 15 more minutes here. Um, I'm not going to necessarily keep pushing, but there's a lot of people that are keep receiving. So here's kind of the rule of thumb. Don't stop before God stops. You might feel like, well, I'm just saying the same thing. It's, it's about the partnership with the Holy Spirit. It's not about the words. So keep partnering while he's there. Yeah, more Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. We agree with what you're doing. We agree with what you're doing. Now, some of you guys, hold on here. This is, this is, one, thing, this is one thing that I, that I feel like I'm hearing right now. Some of you guys have felt a call to this kind of ministry, to power ministry specifically, Holy Spirit ministry. Some of you guys have felt that, and maybe that's been confirmed here or, or whatever it is. If that's you, would you just kind of raise your hands? I want to see how many people are around the room. All right, here's what I want to do. Come, come on up over to this space over here, if, if that's you. If you would raise your hand. We're going to have to cram in, but I want, to, I want to pray there. Everybody else, keep praying for who you're praying for, okay? We don't want to disconnect from them. <clears throat> we'll be good. And the Lord might put on some of your hearts to come help pray for this mess over here. So if, that, if that's you, then we could use the help. That'd be great. 
Oh, wow. We don't have anywhere near enough room. That's good. Okay, come on up as, as close as you can, just kind of whatever side you're on. And um, Lord, just protect everybody because this might get messy. Go ahead and just kind of put your hands out. And, and we're just going to pray. This is, this is what the vineyard cut its teeth on. This is our birthright, and it's for all of us. This is everybody gets to play right here. And so we're just praying that you guys get like the full measure of it. And so, Holy Spirit, I'm just asking, would you release it? Let it come. Let it come in Jesus' name. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yep, it's going to get messy. Sorry, guys. It'll be worth it. God will protect you. Yep, let it come. There it is. More. More, God. More in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Power. Power. Let power come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I know it's kind of wild. More, Holy Spirit. There it is. More, 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 more. Sorry. <laughs> more, 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 more. I told you it was going to get messy, but it'll be good. You'll be changed and it'll be worth it. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. More. There it is. Take it. More. More, 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 more. In Jesus' name. Yes. Power, God. Power, God. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it, God. And I'm saying right now on every generation, God, every generation, God, old and young, fathers and mothers, daughters and sons, this is for all of us. I just bless you guys. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Yes, God. I kind of have to scoot through here. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I want to kind of keep going. Yes, God. More, God. There it is. More. Take it. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Yes, God. <laughs> Just right down the line, right in front of me. There it is. Let it come. More, God. More. In Jesus' name. I know. I'm sorry. It's kind of a ministry mosh pit. More, Lord. There it is. Let it come. Power. Let power come. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. This is it, guys. This is the ministry. Take it. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. There it is. More. More, 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 more. More in Jesus' name. More in Jesus' name. Yep. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Yes. More, God. There it is. There it is. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. Yep. More on you, too. More. More, 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 more. Jesus' name. I know this is a little wild. If you're not used to that level of wild, I don't know why, but for some reason, this particular kind of ministry gets a little messier. It's not about whether you fall. It's not about that stuff. You're going to get it through the Holy Spirit, whether something physical happens or not. Just go with the ride, whatever that ride is. So we bless it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. The Lord hasn't forgotten about you guys over here. Don't worry. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, God. I bless you, and I bless worship along with it. Yep, there it is. Songs in Jesus' name. Bless it. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Yes, power. Power on you right now. More, Lord. More, Jesus. More. Power, God. Power in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Guys, this is it. This is it. This is what we're about. This is the kingdom in action right here. Bless you guys in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Can I do one, one last thing? Man, the Holy Spirit is still so strong. Oh, just keep, keep it, God. Keep it, God. I can't, I got to not. Um, one last thing. This is one last thing that I'm hearing. And this is a, this is a subject of, of personal, uh, I don't know, importance to me. Can I get anyone who is either a millennial or younger to raise their hand right now? Okay. Millennial or younger, raise your hand. And, and can we just get a, a person or two to get their hands on, on each one of these people? <clears throat> I believe that I believe that the Lord the Lord is challenging our millennials he's challenging our millennials and younger to step up to the plate and to own this for our generation own it for our generation. It's a challenge to us. And I just want to speak to you first before we pray. Millennials, just right now, I want to say you can do this. We can do this. Right now, there's this narrative in our culture that we're like these like worthless, can't do anything, like lazy, immature, annoying, never move out of your basement type people. I just want to say to you right now, that is not who you are in Jesus' name. That is not who you are. God has prepared you for this time, for this place. You can take the ball and run with it. It's in you to do that. It's in you to do that. And so go ahead, put your hands on them. Let's pray. Let's pray. Jesus, I believe that you have nicknamed this generation and the ones coming after, you've nicknamed them in your word. Because there's a millennium in your word, God. And in your word, the millennium is about your uncontested reign. God, would you take these people and release your uncontested reign? Would you take these people and release your kingdom through so much power, so much breakthrough, God, that it takes this backwards culture and turns it right on its head? You've done it before, God. We need you to do it again. We need you to do it again. And we say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, we want it, we need it, and we'll take it, Lord. We'll take it in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.